and welcome to the Bright Minds of E-Commerce podcast. I'm Dana, founder of Bright Red Marketing, your e-commerce advertising specialists. If you've ever considered running a food-based e-commerce store, are just starting a business in this space, or want to hear how a mum of three built a business out of a simple idea and a missing piece in the marketplace, this episode is for you. Today, we're going to be interviewing Monique from Appetite Food. So let's get into it. Welcome to episode seven. Today we are here with Monique, founder of Habitite Food and Mum of Three Boys. Habitite offers feel-good food gifts for all occasions. They believe that nothing lifts the spirit and warms the heart more than the aromas and flavours of a home-cooked meal. Welcome, Monique. We're so happy to have you. Thanks so much. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So for those who don't know, tell us a little bit about Habitite and how it all came to be. So I never really saw myself having my own business. There are a couple of moments that led me here. The first was I was living overseas and my first two kids are 13 months apart. So I was in a different country, didn't have any girlfriends, didn't have my kind of support network, no family. I was going through a little bit of postnatal depression and someone turned up to my door with food. She made me a spinach and ricotta cannelloni and baked me a cake. And at the time, I was really emotional. Like I ended up crying and the impact that she had on me was huge. Like she had no idea the crappy time that I was having and that little gesture that she made just made such a big difference for me. And it really just, it just planted the seed. You know, it kind of made me think, and I didn't think about it for probably about a year afterwards. It was just that seed that planted and I just thinking oh that's such a lovely thing to do and she still would have no idea that the difference it made to me I mean I ended up you know I would have traded her in for my husband that day (laughs) 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 but it was lovely and it's a it's a simple gesture but it's sometimes exactly what you need there were two other moments I was still overseas and a girlfriend of mine her husband was really sick and she also had two kids and she was really struggling to do you know, stay in the hospital with her husband who is like touch and go as far as surviving, but also looking after and feeding two kids. So it was really hard for her to do both. And I couldn't find anything that was really practical. So I ended up cooking a couple of meals, getting on a plane, going up to her and just going, okay, right, at least I know that you're being fed some decent food. Like, you know, you might think you can survive on takeaways for a couple of weeks, but it's the worst thing for you when you're going through huge changes. Um, Also need to just eat something wholesome and nutritious and then the third was when we came back to Sydney and my grandfather passed away now he was 94 an amazing man and um, I come from an Italian background and we love our food like we are a massive foodie family and there was no food in the fridge like there was nothing there were like wreaths and bouquets and someone sent what I described as like a tree it was like it was like four hundred dollars worth of tree it's like it's really lovely but it's so impractical yeah, there's only so many flowers you need. That's it. After the first or second bunch, like, can someone just feed my grandmother? You know, like we were just kind of in all sorts. And yeah, that was, I mean, and my cat, my grandfather said to me before he passed away, he was just like, be courageous, you know, just follow your heart and be courageous. So I was like, that's it. I've got no idea what I'm doing. I've got no idea how to do it, but I'm just going to give it a go. Yeah. I feel like that's how a lot of businesses start. Just yeah, know you've it. got something you need to do. And just start and work it out as you go. That's it. And, you know, there were three different moments in my life and I thought if I've been through that for three different times, there are so many people going through the same thing. So, 
yeah, yeah, very steep learning curves, but <laughs> amazing, amazing. So obviously, you've started the business. You know, there's, it's come from a really great place that you've done that. What sort of challenges did you have? Obviously, starting a, a food-based, I suppose, e-commerce store rather than I imagine that comes with very different challenges than selling physical product. Yeah, I guess I was pretty naive as far as the food regulations. For the first six months, I cooked the meals in my kitchen. This is before I set up the website or anything. Cooked the meals in in my kitchen and just put it out to my own network and said, I'm just trialling this idea. And people would ring me and say, my uncle's going through chemo. Can you send him a week's worth of food? And that was quite good. There was a lot of trial and error there as far as portion sizes and meals that are suitable and but then I went and had to do all my food regulations and all the food has to be like HASP accredited. And there were probably a dozen people that told me not to do it because they were like, it's too hard. It's food. It's so like so highly regulated. Yeah. And like anything, I mean, yes, it's definitely hard, but you've just got to kind of push through. So now, I mean, we've got a commercial kitchen. It's all HASP accredited. You know, you need to include everything you know the the nut allergies the dairy allergies we get all sorts of inquiries but it's this is the times now you know people you know are lactose free and they want halal meals and all sorts of stuff so a lot of the time where people hit hit a roadblock when because it's e-commerce but it's a food e-commerce business they will just pick up the phone and call and sometimes that's the easiest yeah. So it's kind of going old school a little bit, but Yeah. It's I mean a lot of businesses that I mean there's a lot of big e-commerce businesses that have big product orders that will still do phone orders because yeah. you just sometimes you just need to talk to someone. Yeah, that's it. Where do you get the information regarding how to get all those regulations and commercial kitchens and things because I know that's something that a lot of people struggle with knowing where to go. Yeah, so I kind of went to my first network of friends and people like that and then someone said oh there's a lady locally who has a catering business maybe give her a call so I gave her a call and sat and chatted and picked her brain and then she put me in contact with someone at TAFE and I went and met with them and then they said okay these are the sort of regulations and then I contacted I can't remember what the board is called but it's just like the Food Regulation Board of New South Wales and I contacted small business and said this is what I'm thinking about doing and then, yeah, there's, there's an accreditation that you need to actually go through and do and renew that each year. And, I mean, what you learn in, in a short space of time is insane. Yeah. I think that's true of any business, though. I don't think there's any business that someone went, oh, I didn't really learn much that first year. Oh, <laughs> no. That's it. I mean, most small businesses are the same. And because it's, you know, you're kind of wearing lots of different hats, you're just like, okay, well, I'm the accreditation person now and I'm the, chick, the marketing chick and I'm also customer service. And <laughs> That's it. That's it. So how did you go about getting your first customers? It sounds like it sort of started as a little bit friends and family and grew from there, but how did you go about getting those kind of first non-family customers? Yeah, so when I launched, I contacted the Manly Daily and said, this is my business, this is what I'm doing, and they were great. They posted a story about it and then the story went online and then it got in the Daily Telegraph and then I got some radio interviews from it and it kind of went viral a little bit and had a bit of a oh and I was like oh my god this is insane this is like a couple of weeks in but then I you know sat around twiddling my thumbs going well where are all the orders are the websites up where yep. are they 
then it was just realizing that it's a slow build. And I think everyone who starts up a business sets up their website and they're like, ta-da, I'm done. You can all come now. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I've done all the PR myself. I just kind of get on the phone. The business, I mean, like anything, it's changed a little bit. We're probably a lot heavier corporate now. So we do with a lot of the corporates. I go and present to them. Anytime I would get an order in the early days, I would always pick up the phone and say, how are you going, blah, blah, blah. How was it? You know, can I pop in and can, do you want to do a taste tester? So any of the corporates that would place an order, I'd go in and present to 15 or 20 of the EAs and do like morning tea and tasting. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was always quite good. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, still now a lot of it is word of mouth. But yeah, I've got no idea really how the orders came through at the beginning. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I suppose a mix of the PR, you know, you yes. would have had a lot of friends and family and things yes. and that kind of word of mouth is how a lot yeah. of things grow. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I leaned quite heavily on my own, you know, my first circle of friends and family and they were amazing. They kind of, you know, shared it and spread it and it was great. It just kind of like yeah. up like that. I mean, it's, it's such a great business. I mean, my mum passed away a couple of years ago. And I still remember the people that brought me food. Cannot yeah. tell you who sent me flowers, but I yeah. can tell you what they brought, who they were, what they brought, when, like all those sorts of things. So it, it's such a, I suppose, a powerful business from that sort yeah. of a, a front. It's funny. I saw someone on the weekend who is a friend of mine and she's probably sent six or eight packages over the last couple of years. And she mm. said, she was like, Mon, the package that I sent to this lady a couple of weeks ago, she rang me and cried. And I was like, we quite often get that feedback. So there's something a little bit special when you send someone food because it's really personal and it really kind of taps into, I know what you need. And even though you're not kind of putting it in your own casserole dish and taking it over, it still has the same sentiment. Some of the emails and phone calls that we get are just beautiful. Just lovely. So when I'm kind of having a crap day of just drowning in admin and paperwork and accounts, I go through and I will read some of those testimonials or I will actually, if it's a local delivery, I'll go and deliver it myself because it kind of reconnects me with my why and seeing the response of people, seeing how it makes people feel is really precious. Yeah, that's amazing. And I love that you've got a business that is so connected and it is something mm. that you're so passionate about. I think yeah. that makes it that much easier. So obviously you've started with, you know, your local area. How have you gone about expanding that into different cities and locations? Because how many locations are you in now? So we do the whole of New South Wales. We do ACT and we started to tap into Melbourne. Yeah, we'll probably branch into Brisbane next year. But logistics has been a little bit of a challenge for me because it's a perishable item. Yeah. So a lot of it has been, I mean, you know, we do a lot of Sydney and Sydney's great because it's Sydney Metro, it's easy, it's same day. I mean, we had a package that went to country New South Wales a couple of weeks ago and it left us. It should have been an overnight delivery and two and a half weeks later it got delivered. Oh, dear. So they're, they're the challenges. I mean, and any business has those challenges, but when it comes to food, it can be a bit tricky. Yeah. So there's been a lot of a lot of people asking, you know, can you get here? Can you get here? When are you getting here? But I'm really wary of keeping it pretty close range and getting, you know, Sydney and New South Wales right 
and doing the other states a little bit on request when they come in. Yeah, um, yeah and it's just, you know, just not trying to run and do too much too soon, really. Yeah, and I think that's wise. I mean, especially Australia is so big that oh. doing, you know, rural anywhere in Australia, rural anywhere can be half an hour out of Brisbane and it can be 17 hours out of Brisbane. (laughs) So it's not quite that easy. Uh, Are you still using the same commercial kitchen or are you looking at kind of expanding long-term? No, we've got a great commercial kitchen. It kind of satisfies everything we need at this stage. Yeah. Yeah, and we've got, you know, a couple of people that have been there with us and that's lovely. I mean, that's great. And I've got a lady that helps. She comes in and packs boxes and writes cards and, you know, sometimes there are tears. (laughs) That's so lovely. And then obviously getting into different states is more of a shipping logistics issue at this stage. Yeah, yeah, it's all, um, it's all road transit, but, um, yeah, we're just looking at other things. But it's quite mind-blowing. I mean, the power of Google, we get orders coming in from South Africa, Hong Kong, the UK, everywhere in the world. So people are getting on Google and saying, deliver me food in Sydney or bereavement gift in sydney and there yeah, that's where the orders are coming through so like yeah, so people in hong kong are placing an order for someone they know that's in sydney yes, yes, it's amazing sydney. yeah it is amazing i there are some days i think really is this really happening <laughs> I definitely think, for you. Oh, it is it's just like come <laughs> on wake up <laughs> yeah yeah. Amazing. What advice would you have for someone wanting to venture into the food and e-commerce space I think you definitely need to do your homework. You need to be very clear on what you're delivering and be very kind of clear who your who your competitors are. So I know who my competitors are, but I know my niche. So I compete against people. Generally, when people ask me what I do, I sort of say I compete against flowers because it's quite easy to get confused with the Hello Fresh world. And my niche is that gift. Yeah, but we're meals. So we're not dinner ladies. We're not, what's the old school one? But so I'm very clear on my niche. So I think you need to figure out what you're producing, whether there's a market for it and get some good support. You know, I mean, in any sort of business, but for me, the support has been people within the food industry. So my mentor has had a food business for 13 years and I meet with her regularly And she is great because I can ask her all the really tricky questions that I can't really ask anyone else. And she has been a really good support for me. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's, and just, and just a networking group. So, you know, someone that can support you in your small business as far as just helping out with bits and pieces, but, but also a mentor or someone within the food industry is really helpful because there are so many times where you come against crossroads and you think, I don't know what to do or who to go to so yeah exactly I know a lot of people find great difficulty in finding a mentor did you have any tips on how you found your mentor I think I've had a few different mentors along the way I and pretty I'm okay with just picking up the phone and calling someone a lot of the time if you ask your own network and then that extended network there will always kind of be someone who will put you in contact with someone who will put you in contact with someone I would say most people will say will offer to help you like I've been blown away at the amount of people that have been willing to sit and have a coffee with me and just you know happy to share advice this lady who I met with last week I found her through rare birds and we did a program a couple of years ago 
and that was kind of all the formal element of it. But then since then we've just stayed in touch and she kind of, we check in once in a while and, yeah, you just have to find someone that you connect well with, you know, and I need to find someone who's who's just brutal because, like, I just need to be accountable sometimes. <laughs> but that's, that's my it. personality. You do, you need to find someone who works with your personality type. So for me, she's perfect because she's like, right, you have to get this done by this day and there are no excuses. Yep. <laughs> you need those people. I mean, there's a, there's a really great book. I can't remember what it is. I'll um, put it in the show notes later. But it's all about like the different personality types that we have. And there's, you know, some people need that external motivation and some people need the internal. Like I'm like you, I need someone to sit there and, you know, crack the whip and tell me I need to do yeah. things. I've got friends that can just be like, this is my goal. I'm going to go achieve it now. And they don't have to tell anyone. I need that like whip crack. And it sounds like you're the same. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes I'm great. Like I'm in that headspace where I'm like, okay, right, I'll get it done. And then other days I'm like, "Eh, really? (laughs) Next week. And, you know, I was talking to someone about it the other day and I said it's so different because, you know, you don't have that direct boss that is, you know, checking on you. So sometimes you can let that go a little bit sometimes. Yep. I totally get it. All right. Do you have anything else that you'd like to share in terms of advice for for people starting even just generic, you know, general e-commerce businesses or specifically food? I think a a good networking support group is really valuable. I've only really found that in the last six months or so. And I found that really helpful for the days where you struggle with motivation or you come across something that you don't know how to work through. It's like a, you know, you can tap into lots of different brains because sometimes it can be, it can be a little bit lonely or challenging. Yes, definitely do research. Don't work all the time. I'm not the best example of that. (laughs) I've heard that if you balance it with exercise and good health and keeping the other parts of your life going, then it's really good. No, 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 that's not true. I do do obviously have the kids as well, so I try and kind of set a guideline because it's tempting to just work and work. It can take over. It really can. So you really need to define that line and know that if you look after yourself, your business will do better as well. Yeah, I'm very anti-hustle. Everyone's always hashtag hustle, hashtag hustle, mm. no sleep, get up at five in the morning, work till one o'clock in the morning. I'm, no, I'm going to no. take care of me first. No. And the other thing is, and I, you know, I don't know if it would have been good if someone had said it to me, but generally the overnight success thing, it's a very, very small percentage of businesses. So the reality is it's going to be a long haul learn lots, meet lots of people, have a bit of fun along the way and just be okay with the fact that it might take longer. <laughs> I think that's the thing. I There was some artist, I think he was a musician, being interviewed. He said, I'm an overnight success that worked 10 years to get my overnight success. Yeah. And I think that's pretty standard for most businesses. Yes. I think very few are just amazing the day they launch no, that's without it. any back, back work. No. Yeah, I mean, I went to a conference this year in Melbourne and the women who got up there and spoke, most of them were so honest and they said, one of them said, I made no money for the first five years. I was like, wow, I love that honesty because most, you know, you're kind of seeing in the media that, oh, you know, do this and, you know, instant success and, you know, this and this. And I'm like, it's not real. Like it does take hard work and persistence and, you know, if you really understand your why and what you're trying to do, then it helps. 
but yeah, I mean, it's lovely to kind of get out and see those things. And for me, that that re-energizes me going out and seeing these people talk. And yeah, I love that overnight success in 10 years. Yeah. All right. We've got a couple of last little questions that we ask every podcast guest. Do you have any secrets, strategies, routines, habits, or anything that you follow every day to help you stay on track in business or life? I have to do exercise every day. It clears my head. It gets me in a better mood. It helps me deal with my kids. I love variety. So in my work life, in my exercise life, and in my personal life, I have I don't do the same thing every day. I like to do lots of different things. So I'm very clear on my personality type and I know what I'm good at. So I try and give away the things that I really, really don't like. My focus for next year is to do what I'm good at, you know, and find that find the, the element of my business that I love doing and that I'm good at and focus on that. And outsource everything so, else. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that is probably advice I need to take more of, but that's my goal for next year and that's advice I'd probably give to other people. Yeah, it's always a work <laughs> in progress, that one. You always kind yeah. of go, I'm going to outsource the things I don't like and then you get to the point where you're like, I don't like doing this anymore and then it's, yeah. it's a growth. Yeah, that's, um, it. that's it. And, you, and you, you feel, I mean, you find yourself, I'm better doing certain things <laughs> and I'm terrible at doing accounts, so it takes me hours. <laughs> Yep, I think everyone's in the same boat except the people who love their accounts and I, I don't account. relate to them at all. <laughs> but we need those people if we were all I, do. I love creative, those people. Work. <laughs> Favorite business book? I quite like the four hour work week. I yep, like that. I'm a big approach. fan of that one. That's good. I'm doing a few audio books at the moment. Now I can't think of any others off the top of my head. Uh, oh Mind Gardener. I quite liked that one. Yeah, what's that one? I haven't heard of that one. Susan Pierce. It's just about it's about personality types and certain mm. personality types, things that they avoid and how to get around it. And yeah, it's very interesting. I like it. Uh, I'll have to read that one. But the four hour work week one is good because it makes you focus because I find myself sometimes like no 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 no. Yeah, I think we all do that. <laughs> Last question, favorite podcast? Business or not business related? Oh, you've stumped me on that one. I'll uh, just say my podcast is your favourite. <laughs> yeah, your podcast. <laughs> Maybe not listening to myself though because I never like listening to myself. I don't think anyone does. <laughs> it's just that do, it sounds different. Yeah, I do like to, in my downtime, I don't really like to read that many business books because by the time I'm kind of at, you know, relaxed time, I like to actually let my brain go and do mm like read stuff that's got nothing to do with work. I know people say that you should read more workbooks, but... No, I've got not really. a pile of fiction by my bedside day. Yeah, yeah. like, like I get excited. Escape. I get excited by, you know, fiction books and learning about history and things like that, but uh, business books don't really excite me as much. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you work all day in a business, that's totally understandable. Yeah, good, thank you. <laughs> and I believe you said you wanted to offer all of our listeners a little discount if they wanted to come check you out. Yes, absolutely. I think you've got the code there that you could mention to them. But yeah. There's a bit of, yeah, so if you know anyone who has had a baby or is going through bereavement or sick or just needs a bit of a pick-me-up, it's really nice to send them some meals. So, yeah, just use the discount code. The code it, is bright red. I believe it's capital B-R-I-G-H-T with a space. Is there a space? Yes. 
our space and then red capital R E D. And I believe it was a 10% off your first order. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've got any questions, you can jump on our website or get in touch. I'm always happy to help out. Wonderful. It was so lovely speaking with you. Thank you for sharing your advice. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the seventh episode of the Bright Minds of E-Commerce podcast. Don't forget, we load all of the links, show notes, full direct scripts onto our website. You can find everything at www.brightredmarketing.com.au forward slash show notes forward slash episode seven. The link will also be available in the episode description just to make things easy for you. If you like the show, I'd love for you to leave a review. We're brand new still. So each review helps us to grow our audience, which means we get more amazing guests for you to listen to. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.